The songwriter said that life is filled with swift transitions. Not on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hands. And sometimes those swift transitions can make you feel like you're going through it all by yourself. This is The Motivated Mondays podcast, and we're here to start every week with a proclamation of praise, prayer, and absolute positivity. I'm your host, Dr. Al R. Harris Jr., and I want to thank you in advance for tuning in with us each and every Monday. Y'all, I am so excited about Motivated Mondays today, and I pray that you are excited too about receiving a word from the Lord. Come with me in your Bibles real quick, Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41, and then when you have time, go on to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verses 9 through 11. Let me just explain what's going on. In Acts chapter 15, Paul and Barnabas are individuals who have been going on and doing the work of the Lord. And they took a guy by the name of John Mark with them in their first missionary journey. But while in the midst of doing so, John Mark uh, just kind of went back into the world. By the time you get to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, the Apostle Paul is asking to bring John Mark to join him on his missionary trip to minister to him. Now this is unusual because in Acts chapter number 15, Paul and Barnabas had a sharp dispute because it was that Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with him, and Paul said, no, he can't go with us because he went back into the world. And so they parted ways, and uh, Barnabas took John Mark with him, and Paul, of course, took Silas with him. I want to talk about I'm a work in progress, based upon these two passages, I'm a work in progress. In the blockbuster animation, The Lion King, Simba is the young cub son of the Pride Lands king and queen Mufasa and Sarabi. He is quite naive and lives with a sense of entitlement. He knows that he is being groomed by his father Mufasa to one day take over as king of the Pride Land. He knows that he has what it takes, and even as a youngster, he believes that he is ready to take over and do it right now. He is bossy, superficially courageous, and lives presumptuously. As he believes, he would one day become the king of the land pride. However, as those who have watched the movie know, it would not be the grand coronation of a father handing the throne to his son and all of the citizens screaming hip, hip, hooray. He was a work in progress. And by the time he would take over as the king, he would have faced oppositions and lived in circumstances that caused him to question his own identity. Yet all that he went through was necessary to prepare him for the position for which he was the rightful heir. Like Simba, most of us live with the sense that we are ready to possess everything that our God, the King, has promised us that we would one day possess. We just believe that we are ready for it right now. However, also like Simba, we are immature, braggishly bossy, superficially courageous, and we live presumptuously. We live with the sense of entitlement. We want God to work for us and through us, but the truth is that God has to work on us and in us before he can work for and through us. We are works in progress. 
You see, our insatiable appetites for the instantaneous gratification and our preoccupation with the microwave mentality have created an impatient, impulsive, and impractical kind of people. Consequently, we are doing things that are resulting in catastrophic situations. We're growing full-size chickens in six weeks, shooting up and overfeeding hogs and cattle. Children are taking performance enhancement drugs to become more competitive. We're drinking five-hour energy and sipping Red Bull, trying to get 25 hours out of a day and eight days out of a week. We want to build empires and leave legacies with a jack-and-the-beanstalk kind of mentality. But I want you to understand, and I want to remind each and every one of you that just because it doesn't happen right now, it's simply because we are works in progress. Y'all, I have a disclaimer. I'm a work in progress. I'm glad that God has taken the time to work on me and in me before he has worked far and through me. He has cleaned me up from some messes that I've been in. He has lifted me out of low places that I got stuck in. He has shielded me from seriously embarrassing situations and covered me when I could have been exposed. All that I'm trying to say is that before God can work for us and and, and with us, he has to work on us and in us. You just ought to think out loud that I am a work in progress. The subject of our discussion today is none other than this very young man by the name of John Mark. This is the one Mark that wrote the oldest of the gospel narratives that bears his name, the gospel of Mark. While he holds such an honorable distinction, the truth is that that ain't all that he is known for. In fact, based upon the conversation that they are having about him in Acts chapter 15, you would never think that the apostle Paul would say of him what he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4. You see, John Mark had gone with Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey, but he was so distracted that he went back into the world. Now they're getting ready to go back and visit those churches that they established. And Barnabas wants to take John Mark with them. But Paul says, no, he left us at a very critical time. He cannot go. And so there's a sharp dispute between them. But by the time we get to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, 10 years later, a whole decade later, the same Paul that said he can't go with us is now saying, bring him to me because he is profitable unto me right now. I want you to understand that God worked on him and God worked in him so that Paul recognized that now God can work in, through him and God can work for him. We are all works in progress. And I want you to know that God gives us some tools. God gives us some things that allows us to be perfected over time as he makes ready to work on us and work uh, for us so that he can work through us. You understand? So here it is. Let me give you this list of tools and get out of your way here. Watch this. The first thing, he gives us characters to disciple us. He gives us characters to disciple us. God gives us people in our lives, and those people are in our lives for a reason. God gives us, the Bible talks about in Ephesians how he has given us some uh, prophets, uh, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers so that we can be perfected for the work of ministry. He places people in our lives so that we can be discipled to get us to where we're supposed to be. It is obvious that God placed two kinds of people in John Mark's life. He placed abrasive people in his life and then he placed affirming people in his life. 
Paul was the abrasive kind of individual. He's the sandpaper in your life. He's the one that sees the rough edges and he rubs you hard. It hurts. It's scratchy. It doesn't feel good to you and all that kind of stuff. But then he places people in your life to affirm you. That's the Barnabas kind of individuals. The folk that tell you it's going to be all right. The people that, 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 that pat you on the back and tell you get up. You're going to make it anyhow. And you need both of these kinds of people in your life. If all you have is abrasive people in your life, then you're going to find yourself with low self-esteem. But if you only have people that pet you and affirm you, you're going to have superficial ideas about yourself. And so you need both of these people in your life. So God gives us characters to disciple us. Here's the second thing, though. He gives us circumstances to develop us. He gives us circumstances to develop us. John Mark, if you read his life, you'll see that God placed him in circumstances that humbled him, and then God placed him in circumstances that hyped him. He gave him circumstances that humbled him. When he gets ready and he thinks for sure that he's about to go with Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey to go and look at the other churches to check on them, God humbles him when Paul says, not here. He cannot go with us because he was distracted and he left the work way back when. He cannot go with us. That's a humbling experience when you think that for sure I'm about to go and do something great with this gospel globe trotter and this tent maker from Tar the wise old apostle Paul, and then you have your balloon deflated when he sticks a pin in it and says, not so. You are not going with us. It's humbling. But then God places things in your life and puts you in circumstances that will hype you. There are some circumstances that will have you believing that God can do anything. Joseph watched God elevate him from being uh, the baby boy of the bunch to being the individual that would be the second in charge in all of Egypt. Uh, uh, the people of Israel watched God part the Red Sea. David experienced God allowing him to kill lions and, 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 and bears and then a giant by the name of Goliath. And every believer knows how God will do things in your life that will hype you. But you need both of those experiences in your life. And so God places characters to disciple you. He places you in circumstances to develop you. But then God gives you chronology to deepen you. He gives you time. There are some things that will only happen over time. The maturation process cannot be rushed and it will only take place over time. I told you that in Acts chapter 15 and, 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 and 2 Timothy chapter 4, there are 10 years, a full decade that separates those two events. In Acts chapter 15, Paul said he cannot go with us because he left the word. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says he is profitable unto me now. Ten years, though, separates that. And you understand there are some things that will only happen over time. There's no such thing as instantaneous work in the kingdom of God. God will mature you, and that's only going to take place over time. There is no microwave mentality. It's going to take time. But if you will stay with it, God will work it in your life. I pray that you will find out and really understand that I'm a work in progress. I may not be everything that I ought to be but I'm better than what I used to be. And tell somebody, listen, just be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Hey, guys, thanks for listening again. Listen, I pray that you understand that you may not be everything that you ought to be right now, but just stay with God. God's not going to leave you. He's promised that he'll be right there with you. He promised I'll never leave you, and neither will I forsake you. I just believe that everything is going to be all right. Listen, I learned this little song when I was young.
He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the sun and stars, the moon and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. Love being patient, he must be. Because he's still working on me He's still working on me To make me what I ought to be Loving patience He must be Because he's still working on me Hey, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you and we do give you praise and glory. Thanksgiving and adoration for this day that you made and allowed us to be a part of it. God, we thank you, Father God, that you've never given up on us, God. And God, we, with everything in us, have determined that we'll never give up on you. Thank you, God, for continuing to work on us. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen. Hey guys, thanks again for joining us this week. Please know that as you face challenges, trials, and tribulations, that you've been given the power to go out and conquer the week. <laughs>